Welcome to the Renewed Nurse Podcast. I'm Nurse Meg. And I'm Nurse M. <laughs> so we should probably explain the background noise. <laughs> yeah. Um, so do you, anyone who um, has little nuggets can understand that uh, little nuggets don't always comply with our schedules. Um, yeah. <laughs> Did you hear her? Stop. Yeah. Um, so she is in the car currently with me because that's where we are chillest. And yeah, so you may hear Gray as our um, audience today. And oh, there to, you go. We're happy to be a, here, but we're in the we're car in front of a live audience. Yeah, a live audience. She's happy to be here. And then, um, yeah, so if there's a little bit of background noise, if you guys will just like go with the flow today, because also, as you know, in the world of multitasking, uh, that's kind of just how we're getting a duck. Yes. And we know that this crowd out of all will understand that one. Yeah, I think so, too. <laughs> um, so, hi, hi. Other than gray and all the things on the go, it's good. Um, was totally praying for like whenever Jesus saw fit for my next contract. So I didn't actually tell Meg this, but um, yeah, I just picked up another one, so that's exciting. Oh, you accepted? Yeah, I accepted one. So I'll start in um like October, and then I'm just kind of doing my like week to every other week for right now at the home hospital. So yeah, super thankful and excited. Yay, Jesus. That's yeah. awesome. So then Super will exciting. you you'll be done like right before the holidays? I'll work through the holidays actually. Ooh. How do you feel about yeah. that? So I I feel like I'm making a face and it's sad that you can't see it because I feel I like... could hear it. I could hear it in your voice. Remember last time we talked about smiles? I could hear it. <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah, I think like I don't know if anyone's ever been in a point where they're like I don't know, the uh, I don't know how to explain it. I just, I feel like, and maybe it's just God, like, making my heart, like, face towards where he wants me. Mm. Um, but, yeah, because I don't, I don't feel like I'll be missing out. Like, I'm sure in the moment I'll be like, oh, darn, you know. But um, for right now, I, I don't feel like I should push off any longer. Like, I'm itching to go back to work, and I've been kind of praying for that. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, um, have my heart. Uh, craving it if I was supposed to go back and so I totally am and I feel really at peace and content with um, working over the holidays so yeah oh I love that okay well then just um, ignore my negative sounding voice no and that's okay because yeah it does feel like kind of silly sometimes my family is like kind of like but why like we have all this holiday stuff and you could literally just take off a few more months and you've done this much time off from like a contract um but yeah I feel like good to be able to go in and serve and hopefully relieve them of like just one extra body that I can like help out with some shifts and yeah yeah yeah, feeling pretty good about it okay awesome well I applaud you I'm sure we're all applauding you because (laughs) I think sometimes um you know what here's our segue um like let's just go right into it. it yep I love it and wanted to talk about embracing the hurt today and I really believe that it's often the posture of our heart like that has just Mm. been resonating in my head for the last like 24 hours Mm. and so I think like even though you're going into this chapter that probably the majority of people would be like man if I didn't have to work over the holidays that would be awesome but 
God can call us to do things that don't necessarily look appealing and in the right attitude, right space. When we know that we're standing exactly where we are called to, um, even in the midst of if it hurts or if it looks unpleasant or yeah, just maybe not as much fun as what we would like, we can still show up with like a super good attitude about that. And God can change the position of our heart in the yes. And to say like, it's okay. It's okay. Even in the midst of this, like I can find my peace in you. I can be centered in this. I can say yes to something that maybe will look hard at some point in time. And maybe this won't ever be that for you. So I'm not trying to say that as like our segue of like, that this is necessarily a hard or a hurt, but I think just that it can look unappealing maybe to others or that their perspective would look different. Like it's so much about the discernment of where we are called to stand. Because I think that when we show up in the fire, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, it's not about not ever entering into the fire. It's about knowing who's standing with you. Mm, I love that, Meg. I love that. That's Thanks, a song. Jesus. That's a really po- on- yeah, no, that's a really popular song right now. <laughs> that is what not is? I'm not claiming that. There's the, another in the fire? There's a fourth man in the fire. Oh, oh, I don't know that one. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, it's also like let's give like, hey, Jesus wrote it first, right? So Amen. And listen, Jesus brought it to like this poor girl's brain who often <laughs> the brain cells are like, uh, you've been up since 4 30. It's really, really hard to think right now. Yeah. Um Yeah. But anyway, I just, I think that God can be with us in the hard, in the holidays. Like there's, there's purpose. Like if we're saying that we're going to be the light as believers in a dark world or salt in the earth, like if we're supposed to be set apart, then we're going to show up into spaces that a lot of times other people don't want to be a part of. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that Meg. Uh, I think this is something that we kind of like intermingle like a lot of our topics into a lot of our podcast episodes, this embracing the hurt idea. Mm. And it's always funny. We always talk about this, but like the way God puts topics on our hearts. And I told Meg this in an audio message, but like when she sent what topic is on your heart before I could even like think like before I even had time to truly process what I just read, like Mm -hmm. embracing the hurt came to mind and I don't know if this is for anyone listening. Um, I don't know if maybe God's just like, no, you and Meg are on the same page here. That's why. Um, But I just, yeah, if anyone else is like trying to embrace the hurt or maybe didn't think of this concept. Season. um, Is for anyone that got got you? Because yeah, but I think this came to mind so quickly as well because I don't think hurtful seasons of our vocation and our work um what we're doing and I was telling Meg that um I have a close friend who is struggling right now in a season of work and just everything feels really heavy and we know how that feels like when you're and it just feels burdensome and their diagnosis seems heavy and it seems hard and it seems unfair. And you're maybe like me and jamming out to kind by, by Corey Asbury, because you're just like, why Jesus? Why? Mm. Um, but yeah, I just think it's so good. But 
I think it doesn't discriminate. My friend is in insurance and the weight of what she was talking about, I'm like, oh, I would never think that like insurance would be something that like would make the rest of life, like something could happen in insurance, make the rest of life feel so heavy to make everything else be like a tearjerker, but maybe normally wouldn't be. But because of this heavy thing that you're dealing with in your work, it seeps into every aspect of your life and makes everything else feel really hard. Um, Mm. Maybe harder than it would in another season where you're not working with something hard at your workplace. Um, So yeah, I just, I felt this heavy on my heart because I feel like I'm just like, I remember that. And I remember being a nurse, um, somewhat new grad and another older nurse speaking over me, like, M, the minute that I don't care, the minute that I don't shed a tear over something hard for my patients mm-hmm. and their family, the minute I don't like have my heart sink to my butt, the minute like the doctor comes in with this, like you have this long to live, like the minute those things don't happen to me mm-hmm. is the minute that like, I need to check myself and check my heart and question my career choice and where I'm at because mm-hmm. I think we're told like for our heart to ache for others burdens you know Jesus lived that he walked that and Mm -hmm. um yeah I don't want us to grow weary in in doing good and weary in in aching for others around us um in a in a healthy way right like we talk about that often um it's and if you need a therapist to help you balance that like taking that on but not that it's like the overall heaviness to everything mm-hmm. in life. I think there's, we talk about that balance often here and gosh, we always are saying for therapy, like always a go. Um, if you need any therapy recs, you know how to find me and Meg. Um, so yeah, those were little tidbits. I think it's a beautiful thing to embrace the hurt. It's a beautiful thing to cry. And yeah, I just, I don't want us to lose sight because I think I remember young grads being told in front of me when I was like actually knowing enough of what I was doing in life at my workplace to be able to like focus on my surroundings you know when that happens that little shift it's so um I remember older nurses telling new grads when I had been in the game for like two years like oh this will wear off you know Mm -hmm. oh you know this will end you won't always feel like this much for all the people it's fine but like we're called like we're called to take a knee at their bedside and pray with them like if that's something that you feel in that moment, like we're called to do this stuff. And so, yeah, you don't want to lose it. And um, I don't know what else Meg can speak to that. Cause I know you've been in the game longer as a nurse. Um, but yeah, that's my tidbits on this topic. Cause I just think it's so important. It's such a good reminder, honestly. And I think it's part of the reason that the podcast exists is to be able to say, you're not alone. And so I think when we show up as nurses and say that we're seeing you as somebody beyond just a diagnosis or beyond just another body in another bed in front of us, another, you know, um, chart to document on, like, I think people want to feel that compassion. I mean, that's what it is. And God oozes compassion. And so when you're saying about like, just always wanting to have that aching heart. Actually, I realized when I was in Africa earlier this year, there was a little girl that came in who had severe um, ulcers on her hips. 
just because she was so malnourished and not being, uh, you know, everybody's just doing the best that they can, you know what I'm saying? But it wasn't enough for this poor little kiddo. And so um, she was going to go into the OR and we decided not to take her because these wounds were so deep. They wanted to give a chance to get some healing to those wounds first. Mm. And so every night at dinner, the team would talk about their highs and their lows for the day. And so that was, I honestly can't remember if I shared it as a high or a low. And only because I say that, because you would think that I would uh, see it as a low. But I remember tearing up and my voice like shaking as I was telling the team about it. And I was honestly relieved to see who I used to be, which was an incredibly sensitive person. And that had been lost for a little while in the midst of keeping a stiff upper lip for a lot of years through a really hard marriage and through a divorce and through being a critical care nurse and just compartmentalizing the crud out of, you know, all of my emotions because you just had to do the next thing. And so honestly, for me, healing um, came back to a lot of these sensitivities that I could just like cry over a commercial and I could cry over uh, somebody who, you know, had a diagnosis or a wound that I maybe have seen plenty of times before that you would think the impact would not be as great. And I was crying as though it was the first time I had ever witnessed such an injustice. Right. And it really, honestly, like the, it was a, it was a high in that point because I was just like, man, I'm so glad that my heart is back to being as tender as it used to be before I started putting walls up around it. And so I can totally respect um, what you're saying in this space. And I also love that you're holding the caveat against like there again, is something to be said for holding somebody's, um, like space for somebody in these hard parts of their story. It's a totally another thing when it goes to uh, crossing over the boundary into an actual like emotional burden where you are taking on more than what is expected of you or even what God is asking of you. And you're getting to a space that you are going into the compassion fatigue and the burnout and things like that. Like there does have to be a, an ability to release it back to God because we are not called to be people's saviors. Right. You know, so even though we're in this space of honestly intervening and acting as rescuers, a lot of times we still need to hold all of that, like in the bigger 30,000 foot picture bird's eye view of what's going on here. And to say like, but ultimately my hands are up to God, like in, right. in an act of surrender. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Once upon a time, you know, um, I love this quote. Uh, the late great Reverend Billy Graham said, "Mountaintops are great for views and inspiration, but real fruit is grown in the valley." And for a long time, I had that quote in front of me, and I wanted to commit it to memory. And I'm again a girl that's not great at memorizing anything. But I think that we do have to remember that we, as believers, are truly called through the valleys. And it doesn't mean that we're setting up camp there. It doesn't mean that we're staying there. It doesn't mean that um, it's got to be dark in a sense that there is no hope because we serve a God of hope. 
And yet at the same time, we got to be careful to not want to just live on the mountaintops and think that it should all be easy for us, whether that's personal or professional life. Like it's going to be hard. We're called to do hard things. Right. Yeah. I love it, Meg. Sorry. There's like so many trucks on this road right now. <laughs> You're a little distracted. Could they not just be going berserk? Did, did they not know that we are recording a podcast like, right come now? Come on. I need like a sign on my car that I'm like recording. This, Please be quiet. Also, this is your valley right now. This is the valley. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. But I totally am listening to what you're saying though. And I love that quote that you referenced about the valley and where the fruit has grown. And I actually like, thank goodness we were able to travel to Yosemite because gosh, I just had this beautiful mm. imagery because of that. When you say that quote, um, of the, of the valley and how green and its vastness of just beauty and animals and water. And I just think of just such the, like, just the beauty that it held and it really mm-hmm. puts things in perspective. And I think we can really use anything in our walk um, of our career to have it just be part of our story. Um, mm. Whether you've experienced something like losing someone and whether that was at work or not at work, um, like we know that those lines are very uh, gray in, in the seeping over that they can do of our work and um, our regular life. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, learning how I love hearing you speak, Meg, because you have done so much work on you and um, being the best version of you. And I think it's something that we can all definitely learn from. And that story of Africa, like how beautiful. And you've mm-hmm. come to hear someone that's come full circle of like being in that ICU setting and then like being in a healthier, more um, tangible setting. And then like kind of going back into that, like a little bit with being in there in Africa, I think that's just so beautiful for us to hear um whether you're in that right now in the icu whether you're anywhere i mean honestly anywhere right now is crazy all ratios Mm -hmm. are out of whack everywhere i hear about with contracts Mm -hmm. and and hearing around from managers so wherever you are i'm sure you're experiencing some kind of hard and some kind of hurt um whether that's just your manager being rough on you or whether that's like the patients you're dealing with and caring for um but i think that it really can motivate and I think God really can use it to shape our hearts in ways that he wants for that season for us to see things that we wouldn't normally see. And I think that's what you're saying when you start out with that segue for us for the posture of the heart. Um, I think we can really use all of that good um, in our stories to be something really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's how God makes beauty out of ashes. Like that is how he claims every situation that we're in so even what the enemy has decided is you know destined for evil or the enemy is trying to use to trip us up god is like no way yeah i i claim those moments back and i will make good out of them so even when we're in the valley and we don't understand um that's the cool thing about faith i think is that you kind of have to again have those hands like just in an upward posture, totally surrendered and saying, God, I trust you. I don't understand. I don't see how you're going to use this, but I do believe that you're a good God. And I know in my darkest moments, because I don't want to minimize some of the valleys that people are in today. And the reality is, is that 
your hard valley would look different than my hard valley. And some yeah. hard valley, somebody else would be like, that wouldn't necessarily be a valley for me. That wouldn't be a problem. Like this mm-hmm. is, this is again, not about like looking at somebody else's race, but just saying, this is the path that I'm on and where God has me and what I'm walking through and working through. And how can we kind of care for each other in those spaces? Yeah. Um, for me, the best thing, and Em, I know that you are a lover of music. Mm. Um, I have figured out my battle cry song. Like in the hard moments of life, I, I find that song that like amps me up, turns my vision back to God, gets me on my knees, whether literally or metaphorically. Like, again, as long as my posture is like, God, you have got this and I will claim that like if you can't preach to yourself if there's nobody in front of you that is saying encouraging words like then I challenge you to find your battle cry song that will just continually drive your focus back onto God and like worship every moment that you are walking through the hard I love that idea of worship and incorporating that gray is worshiping with lamenting right now um Baby Gray. Baby Gray. She's like, Mom, are we home yet? Costco is so far. Someday um, she's going to be like 18 and then she will hear her own little sweet voice <laughs> in the background. That's so true. It's like a memoir. I know. I kind of love it, honestly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think the idea of worship and worshiping in that valley, gosh, it's so hard to do. Um, mm-hmm. Beautiful and Looking back on those hard times um, where things were really hurtful, where friendships were really hurting you, where everything was just a little bit more weary on like your sensitive self or whatever the case, um, I think looking back and seeing Jesus in the midst of those valleys is the most beautiful thing. Like it's it's just the most intimate, beautiful thing with Jesus. And Mm -hmm. I want nothing more than like for every listener to just see him in all those times and it might take a little bit to look back and see the beauty in um the hard but um yeah praying that over you guys today i think we need to end with a prayer today meg a hundred percent i love that can you pray for us yeah for sure lord jesus we just thank you you are so good to us you are good in ways that we don't even recognize um and i just thank you lord that you never leave us that you never um, ask us to travel alone through these valleys, Lord. And you know the hurts that are on each listener's hearts right now, Lord. You know the hard um, that is happening within our profession and within our own personal unit and just in the professional lives that we lead and also in our personal lives, Lord. And so I just ask that you would um, be a salve that is part of the soothing, healing touch Um, that each one of us craves ultimately, Lord, I just pray that we would um, embrace this season well, and that we would just cling to you on our worst days. God, may we just remember that you are a good father that gives good gifts and loves his children. Well, despite what we see in front of us, Lord, despite if we have the enemy's voice whispering in our ears, telling us otherwise, Lord, will we just stay focused on you, help turn our eyes back onto your holiness and your worthiness and help us to just have um, just words of praise and worship on our lips. We lift this up to you in your name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Meg. Yeah. Um, 
have a great week, guys. We're we're cheering you on every day. Always rooting for you. Have a good week. Bye. Bye. Bye.